Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brother Sister Show. This is episode 30. Today, we're going to be talking about They Came Together. Um, but before that, let's just let's just talk. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> as I said, uh, we are the Brother Sister Show. Um, I am brother. I am Anthony. sister. <laughs> brother Anthony. I, I am, am sister brother. Olivia. <laughs> Uh, together we talk about movies, uh, mm-hmm. so much so outside of this podcast that we started one, and now we only talk for this. <laughs> Besides, I just I want you to just keep doing this intro. Outside of this podcast, we only talk when I beat you in Mario Kart. Oh just my god! Time. Do you want to start you know off with I- that? Yes, we can. Because I that was my note, actually, is that I haven't really been watching stuff. I've just been on Twitter, on Facebook, not Facebook, on Instagram. Um, but then when I'm not on, when I'm not doing that, I'm playing games. Um, yes, one of them is Mario Kart. I am getting better, though. I was about to say, it doesn't seem like you're playing Mario Kart at all. Only when I'm- we play together. So I used to, whenever, <laughs> so I don't know if we've mentioned our cousin, but we play our cousin a lot, and he's so good. And, like, he's, he's seven years old. <laughs> he's, he's ridiculously so good. good. And I think I just, he also is, like, he, what do, what do you call him? He gloats a, a lot. A sore loser? He's a sore loser, <laughs> but he's also a sore winner. Oh, yeah. And... It just made me mad, and so that's when I—I I think like maybe a month ago or a couple of weeks ago—that's when I was actually practicing. I did the time trials. I think I did the time trials twice on every single course, or yeah. I was trying to do that. So I have—I was practicing, but then as soon as I bought my own Switch and I like got into my own Animal Crossing, I've been doing that mostly. I've been super into Tetris. Mm. Um, I'm getting. I'm really good at Tetris, actually. If, oh, really? I wish there was a way to go to do one on one. I think if we buy it, we can do like one on one battles. Yeah, you which can. Might be worth it. But um, and I also heard that one. Have you gotten first place in Tetris or no? No, I haven't. One I've... of my friends said that if when you get first place, you get you get like into a different. You unlock like a different Tetris game. Oh. Or you get, I think she said it was like Tetris Maximus, and those are only mm-hmm. people that have won first place have it. So I'm trying to get that. My highest I've ever gotten is third place. I, it, I haven't played in a while, but I haven't, I don't think I've gotten close. Maybe top 10, not three. Oh. Well, and I, I also haven't been playing that one as much because I actually. I forgot to tell you about this. I I don't know if you follow or you do follow Ben Schwartz, but I don't know if you saw that he did a Tetris game. Mm-hmm. He'll randomly do a password one where he'll give everybody a password. And if you enter it in on time um, or before 99 people, then you get in. And you I got him? into the second one. I think he did nice. three. And he did it for charity. That's why he was doing it. Um, but I was having a bad day because I usually... My first couple of ones, I'll get into like the 60s or the 50s and then as as i'm playing more i'll get like up into the 20s or the teens um but this was the first time i was playing so i got 77th place (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know why when i play that game like it's it's the exact opposite i'll start off really really strong and then it just seems like everyone targets me and i'll (laughs) i'll lose 80s it's terrible I need to figure out the targeting system on our like on our end because I usually will keep it as at random, but sometimes I'll move it to attackers. I don't know what the best option is. I guess I should ask my friend that's good at it. I I normally rotate. Like if I if I'm ready to get a Tetris, I'll switch it to KO. But what does that mean? You only get to the ones that people who are close to losing, I think. Oh. I wonder, yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. KO or it's called like medals or something. Yeah. But you can also select people. I think if you move the Joy-Con, the little toggle thing, you can select people. Oh. But oh. I'm, I, I don't focus on that. 
Well, I'm a gamer now. Um, I'm trying to find... I don't... I was telling my friend today, I don't know why I didn't buy a Switch before this. I, I, don't, I, have no, I don't know why. Who did I think I was to not <laughs> think, to think I didn't need one? It was, it's think so you're better strong. than us? I think I still would have like held strong in not getting one if they didn't have Animal Crossing. I think Animal Crossing to me was like, oh, I'm going to play that every day. Yeah. Because Mario Kart and Tetris, I play that Every now and then, Mario Kart, I've been playing a lot. The last time I played was when we played together. That was embarrassing. Sebastian's kind of not good at it either, so that's fine. I'm usually used to playing his games where he's good, like so good at it. Like we'll play, I think it's Mortal Kombat. Is that a game where yeah. you fight each other? Mm-hmm. And he's so good at that game. Because <laughs> he'll like, he'll make, he'll pause at the very beginning and he'll study the moves. And I'm yeah. like, he's like, Joe, do you want to look at your person's? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla's really good at those kind of games, too. Like fighters. I don't know why. It's funny. I need to get the Crash games. Yeah, there's a lot. But also, it, it's like an overwhelming amount of a lot. The games? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really looked at any other ones. I did buy a memory card. Oh, and I got a... I, should, I need to show you my controller. I got a... Um, a game, not Game Boy, GameCube one. Oh, okay. Was it wireless or wired? Wireless, yeah. That's At very Best cool. Buy. Oh, the like purple one. Yeah. Like classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my room, my old roommate had one. Cause I hate the like the Joy-Con one. I hate it. I hate it so much. I have the Pro controller, the one that looks like a Xbox controller. Yeah, Sebastian said I might like that one better, but I do the last. <laughs> This is, I feel so old, but the last um, actual like gaming console that I played all the time was our GameCube. Yeah. And so I really, that controller is really familiar to me and I really like it. <laughs> it's such a weird controller. I know, but I love it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I need that. And I almost bought the wired one, but Sebastian was like, do not buy that. <laughs> <laughs> You're better I than do- that. <laughs> I do want to find a game that like all of our that our family can play together. Um, that's not Mario Kart. <laughs> that mom and dad have a chance at winning. Because um, I saw they have Trivial Pursuit, and I wonder if we can do that oh. together. Or they have Wheel of Fortune too, like a board game one. That'd be cool. We should look into that. Yeah, I don't know because Mario Party is pretty fun, but I don't know if mom and dad would like it. Can we do that online? Also, I don't know that. Because <laughs> I told not. Sebastian that I want to Mario Party's like one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but I asked him, "Is it lame for two people to play?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> That's so funny. Like, <laughs> so he was a majority like, a majority of that time of the time that I've had with that game, I've just played with me and Kayla. <laughs> Is it boring? Uh, I don't find it boring. I really like the mini games. If we can it up and see if we can play online then I'll, I'll get it because I really love that game I just don't have any people to play with right now. <laughs> yeah we, we'll look into that um but yeah like I said I'm a gamer um I have been also I hope that this is interesting to people but I have also been watching a lot of YouTube videos mm. um and I'm into because I'm a gamer now I watch the game grumps I don't know if you've heard of them. I've heard of them. But I've never seen any of their stuff. Um, it's pretty good. I've been watching. I'm mostly into this one game that they're playing, and I forgot what it's called. But I think it's so they usually do like installments. If they're playing an entire game, they'll do it in installments of like 12 minute videos. Yeah. Um, and they put them into playlists. And one of them, because I'm, I'm one of my friends is a Twitch streamer, so they'll give me like a bunch of different videos of theirs to watch. And this one game, it, it's actually kind of similar to an I like a movie idea. I think I've told you, so that's why I want to talk about it. But it's like a dating simulator game. I don't know if you've heard of those. Like the like, I think the American version is like episodes. Oh. Or that hooked app or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. it's more like episodes. So it's like that, but it's kind of like anime like um, style. But this one, it's like has a twist where it starts to kind of turn into 
like a horror game. It's really cool. the The gameplay is like it's like a thirty one part series. <laughs> but if you do want to watch it, then I can give you like the part that you should start watching it at, or at least. I think I watched like 10 parts and then I skipped to where my friend told me to watch. But it's a super interesting idea. Like to like if you imagine playing that episodes app and then it just starts to get really weird and dark and it uses mm. the kind of um this the what's the word? Like the world and the setup and the actual like game um It kind of uses the whole like game setup against itself, or it uses that in different ways. That's cool. That makes sense. Yeah, I, it's kind of hard to explain, but. Do you know the name of it? Um, I think it's called Doki Doki. Yeah, Doki Doki Literature Club. It's the video mm. game. So, ten out of ten on Steam. 97% of Google users liked it. Dang. So, and if it's one th- thing that's hard to do is get gamers to agree. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, except um, but, yeah. if they hate things. Like, everyone... <laughs> <True>. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, super into games right now. Um, I did watch one movie that I can talk about. <laughs> uh, do you remember that movie Countdown? That came out like a, I think last year. Yeah. With the app that count that tells you when you're gonna die. Yeah, this is weird. Dad, I think mom and dad just watched this movie. Um, they probably watched it because it's on. It's probably on some like I don't remember what I watched it on, but it's probably on some app that we all have, or a streaming service. But it's dumb. <laughs> it's actually. <laughs> Okay, so it has a good concept. And I remember some parts we did kind of like. Um, but it, it's kind of just like fumbled the whole thing in a lot of ways. I think my whole thing was I wondered if... Because the whole point is that you download the app and then it actually is like right about when you're going to die and some people when they download it it says like in a day or something and that's an interesting concept i don't like the way they did it um my biggest thing at the very beginning was i was wondering if they were going to use a demon or if it was going to be final destination style i wanted a demon i think and then sebastian said he wanted like final destination style and i guess i won't tell you but you can watch it but it just, I, I, it was, I hate watching movies like that, that are, you, I can like tell it was a good idea at some point, And for whatever reason, it probably just diluted into something that it was a good was pitch. Not great. Yeah. Like I could, I could picture somebody pitching me this movie and it sounding like a good idea, but then actually executed was not what I wanted. Dad, you know? Dad said the, the app is real. Or like they have. They it have is. Did you get <laughs> I asked it? Sebastian, no, I, I told him I was like, I think this is dumb, but I like, I'm not gonna even <laughs> mess with it. I know it's fake, but like, I'm not gonna even try. Yeah, mom was the same way. <laughs> I'm not gonna risk it. Did he download <laughs> it? Uh, I don't think so. He was just trying to get me to, or asked if I would download it. <laughs> do it. Do it right now on the pod. <laughs> it says like three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I've been doing. What about you? Mm, well, we're recording this on a Monday. So, Monday night, Monday evening, afternoon, if you will. This weekend was cool. Didn't really do much. Just a good break from work. I. I finished Avatar, The Last Airbender, and boy, that is a good show. That was a fantastic show. Really loved how it ended. Uh, I want to rewatch, or not rewatch, I want to watch the movie, the Shyamalan edition. <laughs> I know it's going to be bad, but. You got to see it. I really. I don't, have you ever seen it? No. Uh, 
highly recommend. It's very good. It's it's like a really well written story. All of the characters I felt. I've heard of it, and I think if you, I think if you look up like best shows ever made, it's it's pretty up there. I think. Yeah, I, I can see why. It's like a. They really closed their story and were like, "This is there's nothing else." But they could have. They could have kept on going. And I mean, there is uh, Legend of Korra, which is like a spinoff. But I've been watching a bunch of YouTube videos on like what happened after, what happened before, the first Avatar, like all this stuff. That's pretty <laughs> interesting. I really like the the lore. Finished that, and then last night I started Mr. Robot. Have you never seen it? I've never seen it before. He's weird. <laughs> the actor? Yeah. Well, just the character. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen, like, the first se- the first season or the first two seasons, and they're pretty good. I told mom that I started watching it, and she was like, uh, why? <laughs> she was just... <laughs> She's upset because she doesn't like Christian Slater. Yeah, um, I kind of agree, but he's good on this show. He's, he's kind okay. of, I, I think it's his voice. Yeah, that's what she like made a face. It was like, so, it's all right so far. I think you'll like it. I don't know much about cybersecurity, but I am in the IT field, so it's interesting to me. I I don't know why I haven't visited or revisited Ozark. I kind of lost it. Really? Yeah. I think I don't think it's because of the show. It's just I have to dedicate so much time. And I know Mr. Robot is around the same time, like duration. But I just want something new. I might I might am I I might have to revisit it later. I just now it's just. It feels like too much effort to to go back. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Oh, you should watch <laughs> uh, Pen Fifteen. I told you about that, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because I sent you the. I first of all, that kid. So this, <laughs> that kid um, that I sent you the picture of the with the limp biscuit shirt, which I'm. I can't believe out of all the shirts I've seen you wear that that's the one that I saw in a, on, show. In a show. And th- it reminds me of the time when when I was in Colorado, we picked a movie. We like stayed in one night and we picked a movie to watch. And I don't remember what movie it was, but it was the weirdest fucking thing because in <laughs> in the movie the one of the girls in the like scene, I don't know if she was the main person, but she was wearing the the top and the same exact top that I was wearing at that moment when I was watching it. What the And it's not like a like a white t shirt. It was I have it and it's a shirt that or a tank top mom gave me that's like embroidered with a bunch of like flowers from Target mm-hmm. and she was wearing it when I was sitting there and watching it and I had to pause it. I was like, Okay <laughs> What's happening? Well, let's give some context. So this shirt is... Oh, your shirt, yeah. My shirt is... It's a weird shirt. <laughs> I think Kayla found it or gave it to me, I think. No, I don't know where I got it from. I, I believe it was Kayla. Thrift store? Yeah. Probably it, found it from a thrift store. Yeah. So it's a Limp Biscuit t-shirt, but it's it's like a, a concert one. Yeah. And they came to San Antonio, which is where we're from. So it's cool. I've I've never really listened to Limp Biscuit, but <laughs> you probably have heard a song of theirs. Probably. It's just it's just. But funny. I was watching a show, and at in the finale of the show, a kid walked in and had the same exact shirt, and he was like dressed like really emo ish. <laughs> and also that kid, it was bothering me because he looked so familiar. I don't know if he looks familiar to you, and the picture. But he's in one of the paranormal activities. I think he's like in the fourth one. Oh, the he plays a keep like a really creepy kid. Mm, no. Well, anyways, you should watch that show. That's really funny. If you want to see that shirt, I oh he does look familiar. Okay. 
If I remember, I'll post it on the day that the episode comes out. I'm I'm out. wearing it in the video that I posted on my personal YouTube oh, that yeah. I shaved my head. I'll do like a back and like a back and forth. I'll do like a side, side by side. side. Yeah. That's so funny. Wow. <laughs> I never thought I'd see someone else with that shirt. But yeah, I've also been playing a lot of games. Call of Duty Warzone, Minecraft Dungeons was a new one and i've been streaming it like not i don't think i've just been streaming it on mixer what does no, that mean like streaming mm -hmm. oh like showing it to people yeah i just just the gameplay or are you talking mainly the gameplay i it's normally when i just play with my friends i just stream it so if one person is not there they can watch and like still be there kind of uh, but I don't know. It's it's kind of fun. I don't. If someone does join randomly, I'll talk to them. But that has only happened once, and they asked me to play, and I said no, and then they just left. <laughs> what did you want to play? I was playing with Homer. I was playing Rocket League with Homer. Oh, that's probably Sebastian. We didn't have room. <laughs> that is it. That's all I've been up to. All right, do you want to get into it, or do you have any movie news? Movie news? Not, not really. I mean, I mean, there's like a ton of movies coming out next year that are sequels, and I've seen a bunch of posts that's like, which one are you the most excited for? We go over that. Sure. I wasn't prepared for this, but... Uh... There's just so much news news that I didn't even know if there was... <laughs> movie news anymore if that exists no yeah it does it's just it doesn't really matter now okay fast nine which is coming out uh april what did you second say? fast nine fast and the furious oh <laughs> come on get with the I've, program. you know what i've never seen a single one of those movies <laughs> I saw the eighth one. It was really weird. All I remember from that movie is Vin Diesel holds a baby off of a roof. He, like, holds him up, like, Simba style. Huh. All I know about those movies is that Tokyo Drift song, because Sebastian loves it. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's all, I, that's all that gets, is a mm. <laughs> uh, Matrix 4. Oh, Jurassic okay. World Dominion. I'll name all of them and then you say which ones you're excited for. Okay. Jurassic World Dominion, Venom 2, Space Jam, the LeBron James, Space Jam, A New Legacy, uh, Spider-Man 3, Fantastic Beasts 3, Mission Impossible 7, Avatar 2, Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes 3. It's just Sherlock Holmes 3, but it's... Robert Downey Jr. That's all I have on this list. What are you excited for? None of them. <laughs> well, Venom, just so I can have an excuse to see Tom Hardy again. Um, oh, there's a lot more. There's Morbius. There's uh, the Ghostbusters. Morbius? Morbius, yeah, the one with Jared Leto. Where he becomes, it's a, it's a comic book movie, where he's a bat. Or no, he's not a bat. He's a vampire. Ghostbusters. Yeah, the the like one with Finn Wolfhard. Keep it. Why are we making the same movie over and over again? <laughs> Microsoft Eternal or Microsoft. <laughs> Marvel Eternals. Oh, I'm actually. Eternals, Marvel Studios. I'm not like super excited for that, but I want to see if, um, if it was worth all the work, Kumail's work. If it was worth uh -oh. it. <laughs> and then the Batman. That's a other another one. Oh, that one, yeah. I don't think that's a sequel though, so I wouldn't put that in that category. No, no, no. I'll just I now I just looked up uh new movies. Suicide Squad oh. two. Really? Why? I'm so ready. I okay, and like Space Jam, 
Why? I think that's my question for all of these is we don't need them. I don't need a new Space Jam. Oh my gosh. You know what we do need? Another Boss Baby. And it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Boss Baby 2. Have you seen Boss Baby? Mm, I feel like I have, but it's a very forgetful. Not, Not a memorable movie. I remember when, I don't remember exactly when, but Sebastian, they have, at his work, they'll have, like, in the waiting room, they'll have a movie playing, and for the longest time, it was just Boss Baby, (laughs) and so he would only see parts of it, but I think he said he'd seen that movie, like, so many times. I think it was that movie, but then when Coco came out, I think that eclipsed Mm. it, but I'm excited. I'll tell him. I'll let him know. (laughs) What are you excited? I feel like those are all nerd movies, so I feel like you would have a better... Just Boss Baby is a nerd movie. Yeah. Uh, um, as far as sequels go, I don't know. I've never seen any of the Matrices. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, we totally forgot about that. The The Matrix is pretty good. And I would suggest it because out of all of these, it probably has the most depth and actual meaning to it. At least the first one. It's really... It's completely based in... Um, philosophy yeah so, i would recommend if you ha- you haven't seen any of them no i have I, not i definitely recommend and did you see the the director of it what they tweeted to uh no. i think elon musk said like something about taking the red pill because you know like the blue pill red pill thing is from the matrix and then ivanka uh trump responded and said like same or something stupid and then the director of the matrix said fuck you both (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah i'm probably most excited for suicide squad 2 why um i don't know i want it to get done right it's not plus the cast looks like it's a good it's a good lineup other than who who we already have. Okay, let me look. Let me look. Okay. Two. Idris Elba, John Cena, <laughs> Nathan Fillion, Pete Davidson, Michael Rooker, Taika Watiti. Uh, that's all I need to say. It's so dangerous to have such a big cast like that in a, like coming up in a movie because you know one of them is gonna say something stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all like a, a, yeah. additional. I mean, you got the classic Margot Robbie, yeah. Viola Davis, Joel Kinnaman. But I, I have the most. I don't want to say hope, but I want it to be good. Well, that's fine. We can put that hope into the world, but it's gonna and be- and Venom because I want Carnage. I know it's gonna be bad, but I I want him on screen. Tom Hardy is good in like everything, though. Even if the movie is shit, you know Tom Hardy's gonna deliver. Because that movie he- was stupid, but he was good in it. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but he was not. I thought he was, but I think I just love is blind. So I don't know. Maybe I can't judge him. <sighs> you should. Though. I do want to see his new movie though, the one uh, where he plays Al Capone, because I've heard so many wild things about it. Oh really? Somebody there was like a. Let me find the. <laughs> There's like a, a headline for one of the reviews was really funny. Um. Da-da-da. Tom Hardy plays Al Capone as a boogeyman bloated with bodily fluids. Um, <laughs> Get all the B words. <laughs> Must watch movie that... Oh, something's loading. Yeah, it's something about like um, playing the infamous Al Capone in his ailing last days. Tom Hardy revealed, or gives... A mumbly method showboat performance that's authentic on the surface, but there isn't enough beneath 
the mob mannerisms. There's like it was kind of rough to see whenever the um what's the word? Whenever all the reviews were able to come out, I forgot what word the embargo. Whenever the embargo, embargo. was lifted, it was really rough to see. I, I kept like refreshing my feed and there was just like <laughs> another <laughs> really shitty review. <laughs> What, is it on any platform or? I don't think so. But the director was really, he took it in stride, so. I don't know. Power to him. Oh, where is it? I can't find it. But there was one about like how he shit the bed like literally and figuratively or something. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with like his bodily fluids and he like shits a lot or something. I don't know. But I need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Are you ready? That's all I got. I'm ready. All right. They Came Together came out in 2014. It was directed by David Wayne and written by David Wayne and Michael Showalter, who directed The Lovebirds. Fun fact. What? Um, principal cast is Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, and Bill Hader. <laughs> Um, it's about a small business owner who is about to lose her shop to a major corporate development. I couldn't find any of the like budget or anything <laughs> that it made. So I'm assuming it just didn't cost anything and it didn't make anything. Um, critics gave it a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 68% Rotten Tomatoes, 60% on Metacritic, which is pretty... That's generous. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty right. <laughs> this movie... Okay... <laughs> A few things before we get into it. I, the only thing I'll say is I haven't seen this movie in a long time. So some of the stuff that happened in it. Poorly it timed. It was just a poorly timed thing that I truly. I mean, when you're watching a rom-com, you don't expect it anyways. And I, I think I've seen this movie. The last time I saw it was like had to have been maybe 2014 or the year after. So it's been a long time. That's all I'll say. Um, yeah. Okay. So we open with two couples at dinner. They set up the story that... In a really clever way, they set up the story of how they're going to tell everything. And it's these two couples, um, Bill Hader and Ellie Kemper, and then um, Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. And they are already starting to make fun of this whole like scenario. The one thing that Sebastian caught that I didn't, I think I was just because I was taking notes, but there's a part where they're like talking and then Paul Rudd is saying something and he's about to take like a sip of his wine and he it, he like opens his mouth to fit the whole like wine glass <laughs> in his mouth. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. We had to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of tiny things. Super tiny, like throwaway jokes. Um, but yeah, and oh, this... I, this prompted this whole, like, them already talking about the rom-com pet peeves, how they said that Paul Rudd was vaguely but not overtly Jewish, <laughs> and that Amy Poehler's, like, a klutz, and she's kind of annoying, but she um, wins you over or something. Um, I don't know. You probably don't ha watch a lot of rom-coms, I'm assuming. Historically, no. Okay, so once you are an avid rom-com watcher like i am you start to form a lot of pet peeves of these kind of movies and i listed the ones that they talk about in this movie or that they kind of allude to that i've always hated and i when i watched this movie i was so glad that somebody finally said that this was weird mm -hmm. um so the first thing is that is the creepy shit that men can get away with because they're attractive a very specific instance, and I actually wrote, I think I did like a project in college about this, um, but there's a movie called The Age of Adeline, I think that's her name, um, with Blake Lively in it. And this guy in the movie, like, follows her to her apartment, he finds out where she lives, he, ha he has like a bunch of money, and he... I think he like holds some book that she needs or that she wants for her museum ransom so that he could get go on a date with her. It's like so fucking creepy. All in the name of love. I know. And <laughs> um, also for the notebook, which I'm assuming you've seen. No. 
Okay, so there's a scene in, and I don't know, people probably might get mad because I hear the notebook is like a favorite of a lot of people. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll save my opinions. <laughs> but um, in the beginning of the movie, he gets, Ryan Gosling gets um, Rachel McAdams, or Rachel, is it McAdams or Rachel Adams? Uh, I think it's McAdams. Well, he gets her to go on a date with him because she's on like a, a Ferris wheel. I think that's what it is. The one that goes like this way. The one that goes like a wheel? Yeah. Not this way. <laughs> Carousel, Ferris wheel. Okay, I always get them mixed up. But he goes... <laughs> oh, no. She goes on a Ferris wheel with this other guy. And he climbs up the Ferris wheel, hangs from it in front of her, and says that if she doesn't agree to go on a date with him, he's going to let go. Bro, what the hell? That's a real... I'm not making that up. If you look it up right now, it's a real scene from a real movie. A romantic movie. And that's how she agrees to go on the date. And nobody talks about it ever again. Oh, he cares. It's so... <laughs> oh, he's so crazy in love that he'll do anything. Like, that's a, that's psychotic. And it's so dumb that that's allowed to... That's, like, allowed for men to do that just because they're attractive. Just because it looks, it's a Ryan Gosling type, you know? Mm-hmm. Imagine if you had, like, a Steve Buscemi doing that shit. He'd get arrested in two seconds. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> All right. Um, the next thing is that and everybody in the movie is so put together all the time. Especially when they wake up. It's kind of like the next scene when he, when they're waking up in their apartment and she is like fully in makeup and she looks amazing. And <laughs> I like too that the blanket like stays on her chest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did everybody in the movie is just so put together. Their hair is, looks amazing. They have such great outfits even if they're like oh i'm only a chef and i don't make a lot of money they still have like gucci <laughs> on and I, so unrealistic kind of when uh when they're like getting t- getting ready they're telling that story just like how they're both getting ready for the day uh oh yeah <laughs> and then it cuts to paul rudd shaving and then it cuts to Amy Poehler also shaving her face. Yeah. <laughs> that part, I'll, the one thing I'll say is Amy Poehler just, she was the funniest part of this movie. Oh, like, she's everything so that they, funny. That they had her do was, was hilarious. Paul Rudd is so funny too. Like, I can't believe this movie isn't talked about. I mean, it's not an amazing movie, but just them together is already a great combo. And it has a good cast in it too. It does. Um, the next pet peeve is the klutzy girl, and they do this a lot <laughs> in this movie, where she's just like always. Her, <laughs> I love too when she reaches to get her like a shoebox. Which why would you? Why do you have so many shoeboxes? And they just all fall on her, and she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Another thing is when a character, and they do this a lot, and I appreciated it so much because it's one of my honestly just a movie pet peeve. When somebody, when two people are talking and somebody's about to walk away and they're like, Joel, wait. Oh. And they keep doing that. <laughs> wait. Thanks. <laughs> that happens in so many movies. I don't understand why. Like, I don't, I don't know the last time I was like, oh, and Sebastian, wait. Like, I've never done that. Or sometimes when I'm like, wait, can you put this in the sink? <laughs> <laughs> Not, hey, wait. Thanks. Like, yeah. if someone did that to me, I'd be like, bro, what the hell? What are you doing and this they, for? And they wait till you go to the door. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> By the way. Bye. It's raining. It's raining. Yeah, it's so fucking annoying. I would like, though, if, like, my Alexa, not my Alexa, I have a Google thing. My Google thing did that when I was like, Livia, wait. <laughs> wait, you left the oven on. <laughs> oh my god the other day i almost left to go to like the store and i had my candles a uh, candle on oh my god i like had a off. <laughs> wait dumbass you left the candle on <laughs> um and the last thing is that they mentions one character mentions a special place that they love and it's for sure gonna be where the end of the movie is and one, mo- one movie I can remember is one of my favorite rom-coms called What Happens in Vegas. And he mentions, he's like, I've always wanted to go to this lighthouse. <laughs> and, <laughs> or I think she does because she has a picture of it. And he's like, what is this? And she's like, that's my favorite place in the world. 
It's so stupid. And at the end, when he is trying to... It's actually the same exact scenario when he's trying to find her. Because she... I think she's like... She quit her job or something. And then he goes to his her friend and he's she's like, nobody knows where she is. And he said, I know. And then he ran and then <laughs> found her. And instantly, too, because it was a beach. This has always bothered me. But it's an entire beach. Even where the lighthouse is, it's like off in the distance. And it, it's you can see it from the beach. But he goes there. And he, like, instantly, as soon as he gets there, he knows exactly where on the beach she is. I would love a scene where either he's, like, ti- like super tired because he'd been running the- throughout the entire <laughs> the whole day. But, yeah. So those are my pet peeves. Do you have any? Or- uh, just from rom-coms? Or any in general. Uh, how they start this, because it's, like, there is two couples at a at a dinner and they're just like talking and they stereotypically ask like oh how'd you guys meet all that and then they like joke that it's like a movie or it's like a boring movie or they wouldn't make a movie off of it but if they did this is where the <laughs> this is where oh. the like, drone shots of of manhattan would be that is kind of dumb like i I kind of don't like those those shots. Almost every movie that I've seen, like I think Hitch starts that way. Mm-hmm. I think What Happens in Vegas starts that way, actually. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's very, probably my worst. It's such and a, the like, song, too. <laughs> yeah, the upbeat. Yeah. That, it, it just feels so easy and just so lazy to do it like that. Well, now you you talk about that. I think the reason that they do this is to make fun of that whole like New York City is his very own character thing that they keep <laughs> mentioning. Yeah. But I love how they don't just make fun of the actual movie tropes, but they make fun of the way they're received too. Because if you look a lot at a lot of like reviews for movies like this, they'll say, "In New York, it was like it was his own character." <laughs> I've seen that in a lot of reviews, um, and one of the fun facts that I found was that in addition to Joel mentioning that New York is like another character in the story in the first scene of this movie, this idea is mentioned on every poster and advertisement on this movie's website (laughs) and in the credits. (laughs) I think it's in the credits as it says like New York City as itself or something. (laughs) Played by itself. Yeah. And that's one thing I love that a lot of people don't do is put jokes in the credits. I think the last time I saw that was when I watched... um, Monty Python's Holy Grail or in the some, something for the Holy Grail. Um, I, wa- I watched that recently and at the very beginning with the credits they have like so many jokes in the captions. Mm, that's funny. Okay. And so now we're finally in the actual movie. Um, Amy plays a small business owner and Paul I, I don't remember their characters names. Oh wait it's I kind of do but I'm probably going to refer to them as their name names. Um, but Paul plays a corporate guy. Um, and we start off at Paul's... Well, they they have the whole montage of them getting ready. And then we start <laughs> off of, at Paul's office with his friend. And they're, like, playing football, or they're, like, playing, like, fake catch or whatever. Oh. And the moment where his friend falls outside of the window... And he's hanging, and then we meet the villain <laughs> of the movie, and it's, um, I don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he's super familiar. He's in, like, other stuff. I don't, his name is Michael Ian Black, but I don't remember the character's name. And he has, like, frosted tips, and he's just an asshole. Um, and my favorite part of that whole thing, because they're, like, it's that whole stereotypical thing where it's, one character or the main character is going against another character for a big promotion mm-hmm. that's like such a big trope in these kind of movies um so that's the guy that's he's going against and i love the when he <laughs> takes the condom out of the bowl and he like spins it on his finger they're just like loose condoms <laughs> <laughs> and then boss is he's like so he just like i think he's talking to his friends after and they're like so he just came in there and was talking shit and he's like yeah and then he took a a rubber out of the rubber bowl (laughs) oh and i know a part of this movie too the structure is so 
So the narrator is Paul and Amy themselves. I think their name is Mo- Molly and Joel. So it, they're the narrators of this movie. And they're telling it over dinner. And we cut back to that dinner a few times throughout the movie. Um, <clears throat> and a fun fact that Sebastian, I think he noticed or I found this. I don't remember. Um, but near the beginning of the movie... When Bill Hader's character says how much Molly and Joel's love story is like a rom-com, Molly responds by saying that, well, it isn't a movie, it's their real life. And <laughs> she looks right at the camera before the scene ends, and it's so fucking scary. Bro, that, I had to watch that at least five times. It was the funniest. I haven't laughed that hard in a movie in a long time. I just wasn't expecting it. She's like, everyone was laughing. And she's like, no, it's not a real movie. And then she looks at the camera and then it cuts immediately back into the story. It's so funny. <laughs> so good. Um, another thing that Sebastian mentioned is because, so we, we are finally in her shop, her candy shop, and she's selling candy to a kid. <laughs> and she's like, it's a, it'll be a million dollars. And then she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Everything's free. And so he takes it. Um, and Sebastian noticed that she has a sign that says all proceeds go to charity, <laughs> but she's giving it out for free. <laughs> yeah. Um, and funds. then she goes to, I think it's like a lawyer or financial guy um, played by Ed Helms and his name is Egbert, but she keeps calling him different names like Eggfart and <laughs> Eggman or something. <laughs> um, and a fun fact is that Egbert's brother that's sitting behind him, that's the director. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, my my next note is because <laughs> they're talking. I, he's his, her like financial advisor. Oh, for yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. For her business or whatever. And he's talking about how he just got the divorce. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he says, apology accepted. <laughs> <laughs> so many dumb things. Or she's like, well, what happened? And he said, well, you you have to ask my brother. And she said, well, is he around? Can I ask him? <laughs> and then he, that's when his brother comes and he's like, well, well, she just wanted something different. And he like gets <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, but basically, her business is going down the drain. <laughs> it's doing really poorly. And then Egbert takes the time to ask her out. And she just says no. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is another scene that I fucking loved. The where his his friends are playing basketball, oh. like Joel's playing basketball with his friends. Oh my god! First of all, the guy that's in Thirty Rock was in khakis playing yeah, yeah. basketball, and also them not making a shot the entire thing or through the the entire scene is very along came Polly, but still still so fucking funny to me. Yeah. And the way, I wish I had a clip of it, but the way that guy was, like, moving his leg, and he oh. kept doing it. <laughs> and then every time they would shoot and not make it, he said, swish. Swish. <laughs> oh, and it would progressively get worse. Like, the, the <laughs> shot would get even further from the, the basket. <laughs> oh, yeah, at the end, he threw it, and it just went over. <laughs> so dumb. Um, and then, so he... Well, the reason that he's playing basketball is because he's asking his friends if he should propose to his girlfriend. So he decides to, and then he goes <laughs> to his apartment, and his girlfriend is obviously cheating on him, But he and he hears the whole thing, but he doesn't realize it until she's, like, naked on the bed. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, he leaves, they break up. Yeah. And the bar scene right after is also so stupid, but made me laugh so hard. That one, I was like, how long are they going to keep on going? It felt like a full three minutes. So what it was, if you guys didn't watch the movie, what it was is he's there and he's like, "Uh, I'll I'll take another, like another shot, but make it a double. And then the bartender says something like along the lines of like, oh, you came in here and you haven't said a word. And then Paul Rudd's like, you can say that again. And then he says it again. And then he says, oh, tell me about it. And then then he says it again. And then it's just this vicious cycle and it keeps on going for, honestly, a long time. I should have counted how many times. And then that's when Bill Hader's character, like, chimes in and says, okay, I think we get it. 
Yeah. And then they move on. But that scene, I could not stop laughing. It was so damn funny. Um, And then after that, after his girlfriend leaves him and then moves in with Frosted Tips, his rival, um, he gets the Dick Ricker account. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so his best friend decides to try to cheer him up and set them set both of them up on a blind date because they're unknowingly friends with their friends are like significant others or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they set up a blind date on Halloween and they both go as Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Which naturally. And I like, this is such a dumb detail that I loved, but I love that they're, I, I was thinking that their costumes would be exactly the same but if you looked at the lining of their jackets, they're a little bit different, which I really liked. Is a really good detail. Yeah, tiny. Um, and I love too when they're at dinner. One of the kind of breaking the fourth wall things that happens is that um, Jason Manzukas—I don't know his name in the fucking movie—but he sneezes while they're like him and his wife are trying to have a conversation through their eyes, and so they have captions on the bottom saying like what they're saying. <laughs> Um, and then he sneezes, and the captions fall on the f- like the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... and he like brushes it away. I loved that because that, like I said, I haven't seen this movie in so long, so that really shook me when I first saw it. Yeah, that was funny. And then because Amy Poehler's character storms off, and then Paul Rudd says, "I'll have what she's having," <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, oh. you do. You have exactly what she has. This is the dinner dreamy? party." <laughs> I love how literal they take everything in this movie. It's mm-hmm. very funny. Um, and then there's this fucking side story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of, <clears throat> the boss who's played by... Oh, God, what's his name? Chris Maloney, I think it's his name. And he... I don't even know how to describe this. So he is at the birthday or Halloween party in this costume, like a onesie. And he is having a hard time taking it off because he has to take a shit. (laughs) (laughs) And he just shits in his costume. And this has nothing to do with the movie. (laughs) And they have like an entire side story about it. Where, well, first Amy, or Paul is like talking shit about Amy to his friends and she hears it and so she leaves. And then after we like leave the party as the audience, we... (laughs) see that the boss is in a robe and like a uh, hairnet yeah and he obviously steals it from the the people that own the house and i don't there was such a weird like <laughs> scene where they were saying like did you shit in your costume because there's a costume on the floor and there's shit all over it <laughs> and he's like well the only explanation i see <laughs> is that i took it off because it was itchy and somebody went in and shit on it. And then he left. He's like, y'all, you guys are disgusting. Because nobody would fess up to it. Because nobody did it. And he leaves. And then after he leaves, Jason Manzoukas' character says, who do you think did it? <laughs> it's, it's not even the... Because it's like... Because uh, Kenan Thompson is the one who's like... Which is like super random. Like it is in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> but he comes out right, and, but he's, but the uh, the boss says someone must have, like, put on my suit, <laughs> shedding, oh, yeah. and then taking it off. But yeah, that that was that was another one of my notes that he, what he said. He was just like, "Who do you think it was?" And then it's just like hard cut <laughs> right after that. The hard cut is just so funny. Um, and then after that, they meet each other again at a bookshop, and they're about to like fight, but then they start to she, they start to realize that they both love the same books, which are fiction books. Um, and they go on a date. I don't have any other notes about the bookstore scene. I think it was just like weird but funny. This whole movie is weird. weird. But funny. <laughs> um, and I love the date scene montage. Mm. I I hope it was improv. I couldn't find anything that said it was, but it was at, at least if it was me and I had Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler in my movie, then I would say like just talk to each other. <laughs> um there's a couple of things though about this movie or about that scene that I love and one of the things was when at the beginning of the montage he's like mimicking like he's the people that are walking by when 
like acting like he he's them and like mimicking what they would be saying mm. and then it's her turn to try and she's like i i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> and she looks so defeated and i love at the end of the scene we see them in the shop but then there's these two random guys and they're just staring at the camera that was so weird so fucking weird and it lasted so long i don't understand what the whole point of that was um, and then after that, they go to her house um, and they reveal that she has a kid. And it's the kid from Ozark. Oh, it is. That's why he looks so familiar. Isn't he? The show you refuse the... to fucking watch. Isn't he also the kid from uh, that like Superman turned bad movie? Oh, yeah, I think so. Brightburn? Yeah. That's where I remembered him from. Yeah, and he... (laughs) He calls him dad. It's like a very weird fucking scene. It's not him. (coughs) It's not him. Sorry, I just looked at it. it. It's not, no. Oh. He's in something else. He looks a little different. They they look very much the same, but they're not. Well, I mean, after that... They get in a fight. I don't remember why, how they got in a fight. I think because it was fiance or something, or I don't know. She, yeah, she comes back or something. Well, he comes back to try to apologize, um, but she's having a montage of trying to find outfits to wear, um, so she looks cute for him. But she misses him, um, and then he goes to his apartment, and then he has a, a fight with his brother about. Being concerned about money and how he sold a tire. I don't know. Even the like the couple at the dinner were <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> but I love to, after that, he goes and he apologizes. And they go to her apartment and they're like making out. But then they're running into <laughs> things. And they run into the same like bookshelf <laughs> that's just set all like around the apartment. And the, the last one has like ping pong balls, like gumballs, <laughs> like just marbles and jacks. <laughs> yeah. But I loved that dumb little moment. And then they have a montage of them, you know, being happy. And I really liked the part where they're like playing in the leaves and then they run away and there's a dead body. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like playing football and he just straight up just decks her in the face. (laughs) And then he kisses her and he gets like blood on him. It's gross. (laughs) But I think one of my favorite things in this entire movie is the mid movie music video. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So funny. I totally forgot that even happened. So fucking funny, especially the fact that Adam Scott and then John Stamos are just randomly in it. (laughs) And they're just sitting there, and at the end, when they're, like, just, like, nodding and just feeling the vibes. (laughs) John Stamos from from Full House. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and they put it, like, multiple times. They put his name. (laughs) Oh, God, love this movie. I think Um, we... I think we missed it whenever because Wendy is the character who is, I guess, an employee of <clears throat> Molly, Amy Poehler's character. And she's like talking to her and then she, she kisses her. just oh, randomly. Yeah. And then she's like, no. And she said, oh, I thought I was feeling a vibe. Yeah, that I couldn't stop laughing. I at forgot that. about that, too. Um, <clears throat> and then they meet the parents. <laughs> oh, man. And the only, so, (laughs) the part that I fucking love was when the mom was trying to seduce him, and he's like, no, I'm in love with your daughter. (laughs) And she's like, he did it, come out, guys. And they come out, and they're like, you're the only, you're my only boyfriend to ever pass. (laughs) I've seen so many of her boyfriends fuck the shit out of my wife. (laughs) <laughs> like the fact that not only would they have that test and like just, not only would they do that but they would just sit and watch as it just played out <laughs> yeah yeah so weird and then paul was like wait wait let's do it over again oh yeah he's like i want to fuck your mom <laughs> and then there's a hard cut man these hard cuts <laughs> so good. oh man and <laughs> The next part with what the dad says, I do not remember this part 
at all. Where <laughs> uh, yeah, he just makes comments about how much he loves that she's white. She's <laughs> with the white guy, and it's really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I love that that they let Paul's character be like uncomfortable, where he was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she says like oh you don't want to bore him <laughs> <laughs> and then they come back to the apartment because or they come back to the apartment and they're they're fighting because he's like well you didn't tell me that your parents are white supremacists <laughs> was like, well, wh- when was i gonna bring it up i didn't think it was important <laughs> but then he calls her tiffany and she they just all like his ex. Mad. Every I think they like break up then, um, and then Paul and Tiffany get back together. They have the weirdest fucking sex scene I've ever seen. Um, Egbert calls Amy, and then they start dating. And we have another montage of them just like dating other people, going to the same parties though, because they're still mute. They still have mutual friends. Um, and I also love the detail of at every party that, or every time we see Egbert, he's in a He's in a scarf that gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> and at the end, it's just like a piece of fabric. <clears throat> um, oh. But at the last party, I think it's like the New Year's one or something. Um, he proposes to her and she says yes. Well, um, one thing I want to mention is my last note because it was the last thing that I wrote. Uh, when Egbert and... Amy Poehler go on their first date. She asks him if he likes fiction books. <laughs> because Joel liked fiction books and she wants yeah. to check to see if he does. And then he says, like, no. Like, are you serious? Why would you like fiction books? It's not even real. And then he says, why did they write it down if it's not real? <laughs> that part, that part got me laughing. That's all I got. Um, and then he so then Joel stands up to his boss well before that there's a weird fucking scene of Joel with his grandmother oh my gosh I totally forgot about that I forgot about this too oh my gosh when Sebastian and I were watching it I was like oh oh my god that was ridiculous man the acting in that scene, though, Paul Rudd was so good. Yeah. Weird scene. But after that, he decides, or he knows what he needs to do. So he stands up to his boss. His boss loves it. He gets offered a promotion, but then he resigns because he wants to start Cup of Joel, which is like a Cup of Joe, but it's Joel because Joel is his name. Um, And he runs to stop the wedding. Um, but before he can do that, Amy Poehler's character runs off because she's wearing those Groucho glasses. Mm-hmm. And then Egbert doesn't notice like Joel did. So she runs and he tries to find her. I like the part where they go to Boston. Oh. <laughs> and I like the little sign that says parking instead of parking. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so they have that whole scene of him. Everybody's there, and he's trying to like tell her not to leave. Um, her ex boyfriend and then her ex husband come, <laughs> and I just I love Michael Shannon so much. Yeah, he was funny. The entire scene, his crazy eyes. Um, yeah, and then they get married, and he opens up his coffee shop, which is just <laughs> a cart outside of the shop or outside of her. Um, candy shop. It's just a cart with a coffee machine on it. Um, yeah, and then I, I do like at the very end when they're done telling the story and they're like, oh, well, that's such a great story. And they're like, yeah, but we got divorced. Um, and it's like really sad. He's like, Cup of Joel just like, sh- like is not a thing. After, after a week, it just like crashed and burned. And she eventually did lose her store. Um, I did like that, though. I liked that at least, like, this movie's really silly, but they did give, like, a semblance of a good ending to it. Like, they said, yeah, we just realized that we're better as friends than yeah. a couple. But then they decide that they're going to, like, 
try to get back together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's a silly, silly movie that made me laugh a whole bunch. Yeah, that's funny. Funny movie. Took a lot of risks. Um, <laughs> yeah, next movie will not be a big risk taker. Yeah, I well, I, and I truly, the only reason I picked this movie is, no, not the only reason, but it, I didn't, I mean, it's a rom-com. I didn't think it would have stuff like that, but I guess as a satire, I should have known. But if you yeah. overlook that stuff, it's still very funny. And it is making fun of that, so it's not like it's condoning whatever happened, and we don't condone it happening. Um, they're making fun of it. So, yeah. Well. Speaking of the next one, though. Well, do you want to do, like, final thoughts? We kind of did, right? Yeah, Amy Poehler stole the the movie away from me. It was funny. She was the funniest part. That's all I got. Read. All right. What you got? I forgot that it was my pick, but I started watching a movie, and I want to finish it. So... It is on HBO Max, HBO Go, HBO Now. It's on HBO. It is one of my comfort movies that we talked about, Monsters vs. Aliens. Oh, That's the movie. I I started watching it, <laughs> and the animation kind of holds up. Kind of holds up. I'm so mad. Well, if you want to be on the next episode with <laughs> Monsters vs. Aliens, reach out to us. At or do you know somebody that loves it Instagram? that wants to talk about it? Probably David. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'll cut this out. Cut this out. <laughs> um, sorry. Tell them the Instagram again. I think I talked over you. Oh, you did. I'm not going to say it. I'm just playing. At Brother Sister Show on Instagram. At Bro Sister Show on, on Twitter. Hit us up, bro. Hit us up. Let us know what you think about us as people. Not about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and also, be sure to um, look at... What is what is this one? 30? Yeah. Episode 29 has in our show notes... It has um, still the resources up. Those are going to be there forever. Um, but like we said in our little statement and the top of it... like. It shouldn't end with this week. It shouldn't end with our description of an episode. It shouldn't end ever. Um, so just a reminder to, t- to, to what's the word? Or what is the thing that I said last time? Um, do what you can. Well, do what you can and to pay attention to the things that you care about. Because it, for a lot of people, it affects severely. It's not. It doesn't end for them. So it shouldn't end for you. So that's what I'll say. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else? Monsters versus Aliens. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. On HBO. Yeah. HBO. Cool. All right. Um. Stay safe. Goodbye. <laughs>